Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Allison McKenzie. Allison is a compassionate business mentor, author, and speaker. Allison's book, The Nine Principles of Heart-Centered Success, is the basis for most of her work. She's in the process of writing a new book, Heart Etude, which offers a holistic, compassionate, and authentic approach to success. As a qualified coach, NLP master practitioner, EFT practitioner, hypnotherapist, and experienced business trainer, Allison has advised, trained, and coached thousands of people to lead happier, healthier, and more prosperous lives. Her vision is to create a more compassionate, peaceful, and sustainable world through the support and development of successful heart-centered entrepreneurs and business owners, helping them share their unique gifts and talents with others in a way that has the greatest positive impact on the world and particularly by supporting a social cause through their business. Since 2009, Allison's been very privileged to have been doing humanitarian work in Rwanda with young genocide survivors, including trauma healing, leadership, and entrepreneurial training. She also spends a lot of time fundraising for this charity. So welcome to the podcast, Allison. I'm so glad you're here and able to uh, have this conversation. And thank you so much for having me here, Ursula. It really is such an honor to be here and to be chatting to you today. Thank you. Well, my pleasure. So uh, you have this interesting background, I know, from our conversations of and, and how you came to have this business in particular. Could you share some of that with us? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's a funny one, actually, because sometimes when people realize my past, they say, how on earth did you end up doing what you're doing now? (laughs) Um, Because my background was in the investment world where I was a stockbroker and spent around, well, just over 20 years in in that world. And the beginning of 2000, uh, it it became apparent that an opportunity for redundancy was going to um, appear. Um, so yeah, in 2003, I decided I'd had enough of working in the corporate world and certainly in that arena, I always felt, I used to call it the greed machine and I never really felt I fitted. Um, so, but it wasn't until I really stepped back, um, and I knew, initially I knew all I wanted was to earn good money doing what I liked and to make a difference in the world. And and it was as broad as that. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
the main thing I really was focusing in on at that time was around happiness and how to help people be happy or cope with life's challenges better, which again sounds like a bit of a leap, but so much of my time more laterally, even in the investment world, had actually been in the training and coaching and development of people. So for me, it was a lo- it was a logical transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, you know, my business has evolved from being the trainers, the coach, the therapist, to teaching people lots of those different skills, and then more laterally, actually training people to you know make make successes of their businesses, but doing it in a way where they come from a place of love, kindness, and compassion in their hearts. So. It's been a very logical series of steps for me, but I realise for the outside world, it maybe looks a bit scattered. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the whole side of, you know, the, the, the fundraising stuff and, you know, and around and especially how to grow your business by supporting charities and social causes. That came purely on the back of um, my trips to Rwanda and my desire to raise funds for that project. I've been out there 10 times now. Mm. And I don't think you can do work like that and, and it not change you at a real core level, which is what happened for me. Yeah, I can imagine working with um, genocide survivors. It's an incredibly powerful experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just there, there isn't anything that can describe it at all, actually. Um, and, and, despite you know despite what they've been through and and it was it's a real um a huge learning experience in many ways you know just to see how the capacity of human beings we have to pick ourselves up to to love again to forgive people for the crimes they've committed against us and our families and communities mm. um was you know it's it's just incredible absolutely incredible yeah, and, and you and I have that in common. I, as you know, I've been working with a foundation in South Africa. And they have certainly a lot of turmoil in their history as well, not not uh, perhaps to the extent that and, and to the very concentrated impact that the events that happened in Rwanda, but still there's a history there and being able to see business and people's lives from the perspective of that kind of past it it does change you it does it it really helps you focus on what's essential at least that was the effect that it had on me is that is the same true for you yeah absolutely you know it's it's gaining that greater perspective isn't it in terms of the world challenges that different people face the gratitude we can feel for not having been through some of those experiences, you know, um, as well. No, it's, 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 it really does change us at a profound, deep and profound level. And I'm very blessed and full of gratitude to the people that we do connect with and support out there for, you know, being able to open their hearts. And it's an interesting thing. I don't know if this is something that you found um, when you've been out there, but, you know, they when we go out, they originally thought we were out to really help them and support them. And yes, we are, but we go out as partners and, the, you know, we learn so much from them mm-hmm. and we partner with them at a heart, connect with them at a heart level. So it's this mutual growth that happens where we are all equal. And that's just beautiful. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I, I love hearing you say that because it's it really speaks to our humanity and how we're we're really able to help each other learn and grow in whatever the situation is. So yeah, that's great to hear. Um, I, I'm really intrigued by this aspect of your business where you're very specifically focusing on 
having an aspect of business be support of a charitable organization because uh, the work that I've been doing around impact has been um, perhaps less specifically on that. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued by how you're seeing that interconnectedness between supporting uh, a particular cause um, in a in a way that you can contribute and have it tie in with business. Could you speak a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And and even this in itself is something that's evolved significantly for me in the last few months. Um, because originally it started off with um, me wanting to raise funds for this project in Rwanda. And I started off with just creating what I call miracle bead bracelets. So these are colorful bracelets that I would take along to different networking events to start selling them to raise money. Um, to fund the project. Mm. And what I found was when I went along to networking events with these bracelets, people would start to buy them. And I was conscious in that I, you know, I'd made a choice of I wanted to find something that was low cost, that people would buy impulsively, that wouldn't think twice about, you know, making a gesture of supporting the charity. Um, and people would buy the bracelets. They would invite me a lot, you know, along to do talks on the work I was doing in Rwanda, and I'd get paid donations to do those talks, and then be selling my bracelets. And because at that point I was still very much the healer, um, I'd be doing, you know, going through different techniques with them as well. So there were lots of different things I would do. I was invited round to lots of parties in, in people's homes, and that would raise more money and more money. And what I began to realize was that as I was doing this, because people were also wearing the bracelets in particular. I was memorable. I was sticking mm -hmm. in their minds because right. they were seeing my bracelets the whole time. And then people would comment on the bracelets and say, where did you get that? And are and these the bracelets that you made? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was making them and, 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 and people were getting in touch for bracelets, but also for business. And, and this completely threw me. I had, you know, I went into <laughs> it purely to raise money for charity. But before I knew it, my business was starting to grow as well on the back of this. So for the last few years, I have been helping um, clients, you know, look at how they can grow their business by supporting charities and social causes. And so I've known there's this other book inside me. So the, the book is the book is now called Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes. Ah, OK. Um, so um, that it started off looking at the fundraising element. But of course, when I start and go out and do my research, you've got all sorts of other things and even other things that I've been doing. You know, so there's the difference. We can go out and we can volunteer our time. We can, um, the, one of the areas that I'm fascinated about is, is what's called social sourcing. And particularly where we employ people from not necessarily a large charitable organization. It could be any kind of social cause. But where we support people from social causes and we um, source suppliers, because in today's modern world, you have so many people around the world who are skilled in things like digital products. If you're operating, if, you know, if we're running a business in the online world or digital marketing, there are people from all sorts of different places There are social enterprises that you can buy the services from and nearly everything you can think of. And that's a wonderful way of having impact. And you're not even having to spend any money or do any fundraising mm -hmm. because it comes out, you know, literally it's a cost you're spending anyway. And quite often you can have that impact. And when you start to look at things like that, so I, for instance, I always source, if I have an event, I would prefer to always run an event at a, a venue 
that belongs to a social cause. There are plenty charitable organisations sitting with empty rooms. Ah. Yeah. So you can have impact in lots and lots of different ways. Yes, we can be donating some of money if people want to do it that way, donating a percentage of sales or our earnings. But there are so many other ways we can support charities and social causes and put that at the core of how we do business so we have a greater impact. And we can grow our business by doing it. Mm -hmm. I love that idea. It's reminding me of how the environmental movement got started in the sense that people were first sort of talking about more global issues and then it got down to the very basic, what are you doing with that aluminum can, for example? (laughs) And and, uh, so much of business, uh, you can make really great choices about how you use the, the money that you're investing to have events or um, whatever the the a- aspect is. What a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, social causes need our support. You know, there's there's less money around now in terms of from, you know, if you look at even state services, you know, that are cut all right, being cut all around the world. You have, you know, even corporate philanthropy is, is almost a, a, a dying sort of strategy in that organizations are looking for that return on their social giving. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't necessarily, and there's, in fact, from what, I, from what I've been hearing and researching recently, there's actually a huge shift in attitudes. So, for instance, older generations would, you know, make donations from our bank balances or our earnings or at source. Whereas youngsters are more wanting to be involved mm-hmm. and, you know, buy from companies that actually are linked to some kind of social cause. Right. Yeah. Well, this all is coming together into you having a lot of impact in in not only different parts of the world, but in number of different ways. Is, is it important to you to have impact with your business? And when, why is that, if that's the case? Yeah, um, it's. I think for me, my number one driver is making a difference anyway as a person. So, of course, that is about having impact. But we also all are constantly having impact, even in terms of just the way we feel. So if we're feeling really good about ourselves, you know, our our emotions transfer from us to somebody else in a similar way a virus for a cold would. So to me, part of, since we always have impact, it's about choosing what impact we want to have, whether that be managing our emotional state, whether that be managing how we interact with the external world, um, and then that extends into our business. So we can have impact, we will always be having impact, but Mm -hmm. I suppose in business, what what I always think about is it's the measurable impact we can have, and how are we doing it in a way that has the greatest positive measurable impact. Mm -hmm. What I talk with my clients about quite a bit is how are you showing up in the world? And Mm. it's it's not limited to how you're showing up in your business, but even what's happening internally has a big effect on how you're making decisions and what kind of choices you feel you have as a result of the way you're looking at the world. Has that been your experience as well? Totally, totally. And, 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 you know, I, I think one of the things I talk about in, the, in, in Heartitude is all about that, be, you know, looking at how we can become the best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and part of that is being, lo- you know, loving and kind and compassionate to ourselves, but also not giving into our egos, 
You know, it saddens me that there are so many amazing people out there with phenomenal businesses, really talented people, but they're giving into their egos and their self-doubt. So they're not making the difference that they want to make in the world. They're not having the impact. Mm. Yeah, I think that's very easy to get tripped up in that, especially when things start to be successful and you're seen as an authority. If if you don't have a solid grounding in mm-hmm. in making a contribution or making a difference or in some way contributing, it can be a real uh, pitfall. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think I don't know about you, but I mean, I think that most people I know feel more satisfied or connected. And certainly it gives your, your business more meaning when we focus on impact. Yeah, absolutely. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting because there's also so many you know, people who are focusing on just get the sale, get the sale, get the sale. You know, and I'm thinking, well, no, it's got to be more than that. I want somebody to love the product. I want somebody to be getting actual benefits from buying from me or working mm-hmm. from me um, and to know that it's made a difference. Yeah. There's something that I'm intrigued to hear your perspective on. I've, I've uh, often what's talked about in terms of social giving and, and also just um, making a contribution outside of your own business is people say, well, you know, once I get a certain income or once I get to a certain point, that's when I'll start to look at that, but not before. I can't afford to do that beforehand. And my my personal perspective has been it's something that you can build in right from the start and it's it becomes an, an important and really fulfilling and and uh, wonderful aspect of you growing in your business and uh, what are your thoughts on that do you feel it's something you have to set aside for a time while you get up and running or is it something you can build in from the start yeah, I, I actually totally agree with you. Um, but it's a very, it's one of the most common mindsets that there is, is that I have to wait until, you know, I've got until I'm earning money, until I'm paying myself. And I think there's a couple of different perspectives maybe on that. One is that when we actually give, and it's, a, it's about what I would still call balance giving, because we do need to look after ourselves um, as well as giving to others. But when we include part of giving to others and what we're doing from the very, very start, it shifts our energy and it shifts everything about the interactions that we're having with other people. Yeah. From a business perspective, um, most people, I think, believe that because they just don't realize how they can incorporate social giving into things like their marketing strategies, into their product um or product or service offerings into the way they source suppliers and they can do that right from the start and there's certain things that they can do to grow literally that will help them grow their business hmm. um, can you yeah. give some examples of that um well yeah i mean one of the things that i i absolutely love doing and it's one of my main um business growth strategies if you like is organizing fundraising events hmm. but Rather than, so when I started doing fundraising events, you know, I had lots of lovely, lovely friends who would say to me, well, why don't, you know, why why don't we organize a big party and get everybody together and raise money? And I kept saying, no, that's not really what I want to be doing because I've got lots of things that I do with my friends already and I've got my business and I want to do something that brings it together rather than create something that's going to take more time away from either one of those. And so what I did was, I started organizing events that I knew were going to be highly attractive to my ideal client base. Mm. 
And that is one of the subtle things, you know, that's one of the key strategies on in um, if you want to support charities and social causes in a way that grows your business, you target your fundraising at your ideal clients. And then you start to look at how um, you, you know, if, if you're one of your desired outcomes is to re, you know, hit a particular fundraising goal, you're saying, well, what is it that will make it easiest for me to do to raise that money? So I've been doing monthly um, fundraising events just the last couple of months, and I've done a couple of webinars. We've from that we've managed to build a house um, in Malawi for a for a, for a young woman and a toddler, yeah. and that was something which. Um, I do find that even doing things like an online webinar or online masterclass, I find that more people turn up to the stuff that we where they make donations. More people actually, in terms of sign up, mm-hmm. more people actually turn up. And even with live event, in person events, as in face to face events, whenever I've done fundraising events, I always get a much better turnout when people have been paid donations than have registered for free. Ah, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. having that investment in some form up front is. All... And they want to come along and show their support. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So. So, yeah, for me, that's a big part of it. Now, obviously, the fundraising in itself, if you just did that, that wouldn't necessarily grow your business. But there's there's other things you could do around that that turns that into something that can really significantly help grow your business. Hmm. And can you mention one or two things that that? Um, well, part of it is is looking at um, you know the partners that you get involved. So you can have other people, for instance, you know, if you have an event, you can have a raffle where your network start to donate different prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that expands the impact. They'll then promote it, so you get more people along. You get introduced to new people. They get introduced to new people. Um, uh, there's one what's well, one other example I'd love to just share with you actually and this is somebody who's a good friend of mine who lost her what, her son to meningitis when he was 14 and it was it, you know just a tragic tragic situation that happened overnight and she um obviously for the first couple of years her family were in a terrible state of grieving and then after a period of time her husband decided to start writing books in honor of of their son and it was at a time before you couldn't really easily self-publish, but he's since written quite a number of books. And they've, between them, they've now sold over 150,000 books. And they now have a business that teaches people how to um, self-publish. Right. And, you know, again, accidental business. So she came to me last year and she said, you know, how, you know I, I really want to raise money for this charity because their son would have been 21 last year. But she says, I know how much time it takes to organize a fundraising event. And we've got our businesses booming just now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to take the time out of there. How can I bring it together? So we, I took her through the model that I, you know, that I teach. And she, they came up with the most amazing idea, which was a, fu- a publishing prize. Ah. Yeah. And it was called the Callum McLeod Memorial Prize. And you would enter, so they asked people who were at a stage of wanting to publish a book within six months to submit a proposal on the first chapter. And, the, you know, if you wanted to submit that, you paid a donation to the, you know, to the event. Mm-hmm. And on the back of that, she's got a massive pipeline of people who are literally wanting to publish their books within the next right. six months. Right. And she's getting people who are paying up front for her to take that work on. So not only did she raise, you know, thousands of dollars for the charity, 
she's got a pipeline of business, a new business, because she also got a lot of publicity as well because of this event. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, it's been amazing. So yeah. That's wonderful. I, I love hearing about the interweaving of not only a personal story and, and uh, at, but also business and wanting to kind of expand your, your scope in uh, the, the connections that you have. What a, what a great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, some of the things you referred to are, to me, they really speak to some basic values that you have. You said your number one driver is making a difference. And this is something I, I always ask people. Uh, I believe that your impact, your desire to make a positive contribution is is a reflection of you and your values and is how, how is your business a reflection of your values and what ways have you brought your beliefs things that you hold dear into your business well i'd like to think i've i've completely got them all the way through my business <laughs> that's the goal isn't it yeah we, we are all human um but you know it's an interesting because i talk about in Hartitude, while I had the nine principles, there are a number of core values that I talk about. And th- they, they include things like coming from a place of love, kindness and compassion and being authentic and, you know, integrity and respect. And I've, I mean, I've, I spent a lot of time looking at how I bring that into every part of my process of my business, partly because I've taught other people how to do that with theirs mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. in terms of with their businesses. So, no, to me certainly in things like relationships, in the processes, in the way that I do oh, marketing and selling, you know, that's a big topic, <laughs> big, big topic about how we bring love, kindness and compassion in terms of scare, rather than scarcity or manipulation, right. you know, in, into those different areas. So it's certainly something that I'm constantly striving to look at how we can, how I can get better at any one of these things mm-hmm. and, and have everything I do reflect my values. And how do you do that? How do you infuse love, kindness, and compassion into your marketing? Because that's, it's such a difficult area for a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people struggle with that feeling that marketing is in some way not something that they, they feel is in alignment with their values even. And, and how have you been able to reconcile those? Um, the simplest thing is to ask myself a series of questions, mm. you know, resource, what I would call resourceful questions. So things like how, whatever it is I'm focusing on doing, you know, it would be things like, so how can I be ki- more kind to myself in this situation? How can I be more kind to others in this situation? How can I be more compassionate to myself, more compassionate to others? Cause it's always about that balance of both. Um, or be, you know, be more truthful to me, be more truthful to others. So I would take any of the val any of my values and um, and apply it to myself and others in that context. So if I give an example, I've got a program which is about it's called the Compassionate Sales Formula, and one of the things that I talk about in there is actually about sprinkling your sales process with kindness, mm-hmm. and it is going through that type of series of questions. How could I be more kind? to the people I'm connecting with here in my sales funnel? How could I be more generous? How could I be more loving? How could I be more transparent? I love that, that resourceful questions. That's a great term. And it really Mm. calls you to start to think about things in very specific ways rather than 
well, yeah, this is what I believe, but I'm not quite sure how to infuse it into my business. So have, asking yourself really good questions is always a good way. So I, I love your approach. It's great. Yeah, and it's just that it's just some you know sometimes people don't think they know the answers, but just even setting that intention to stop and ask yourself those questions mm-hmm. and ask yourself questions that are how could I, rather than I'm stuck or I don't know how to. It's just <laughs> opening up the mind, and you will come up with answers. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I in in the course of this, and as you're talking about sales and marketing, when you actually do work with your clients what are some of the important ways that you impact them how do you make a positive contribution in your interactions with your clients and customers what an excellent question (laughs) (laughs) um you know and it's it's interesting because i've just done an exercise which i thoroughly recommend to anybody which is to go out i've gone out and asked lots of people about the impact i've had on their lives through the work that i've been doing um, which I learned to do from somebody else in terms of ask that question, but I thoroughly recommend it. Um, so the feedback I got were things like inspire, inspire them to open their heart and to take action. I inspire, inspire them and help them break through the blocks that are holding them back. Um, and a lot of the time it's being a guide in simply showing them what to do so that they can get further along their journey in whatever way that is, whether or not that's getting clients or creating training or just whatever the focus is for them. Well, that's a great thing, must be a great thing to hear as a coach. That's a, a lot of, if not ultimately, the goal. So having that fed back to you must have felt pretty amazing. Oh, it was incredible. And that's why I'd thoroughly recommend it for anybody to ask, because actually, you know, I discovered things that I had no idea in terms mm-hmm. of the impact I'd had for people. Yeah. None whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and it, it can help us get clarity, I suppose. I was doing that to help me get clarity around what my impact you know, is on other people rather than what I think it might be. Mm-hmm. Um but also in terms of helping get really clear on our greatest gifts that we give, because you look for the consistency of the messages you get back from people. Yeah, I've done that myself, and it's really a powerful exercise. And um, and you speak to something really important here, which is don't make assumptions. Just yeah. ask. Ask people. Yeah. And it's funny because that's my number one thing that when people say, well, how do I get more clients? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I just constantly say, go and ask your ideal clients. They'll tell yeah. you everything you want to know. <laughs> just go and ask. Yeah. And they're they're almost always very willing to share that, which is, yeah. this is really great. And and delighted to help you. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they feel like they've been listening. You know, you're giving them time. You're you're listening to them. When, and a lot of the time people just feel they're not being listened to. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, do you feel that the way that your business operates is having a bigger influence in the larger world in some way? And and if you do, what? how do you see that? Yes, I do. I mean, it's, it's interesting because recently, you know, I, I've spent so much time in the, in the online world. And as you know, at the beginning of this year, I decided to take a step back to, 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 to reflect on a few things because that world had taken over and I was working too many hours. Um, and so in some ways, what I've come back to is actually the more local impact, you know, and I, I think this is something that it is important for all of us to consider in terms of 
the impact that we want to have, whether or not it is making a, you know, going deep and making a big, big difference to a few people, or is it going out and having a greater impact around the world and touching the lives of, of more people? And there is no right and wrong. What's important is to be clear on what our desired outcome is. And as I've reflected on that, I know I'm definitely a bit of a mix in terms of I definitely want to touch, you know, positively touch the lives of as many people as I possibly can. But at the same time, making sure that I'm going deeper with those that are closer to me. Mm. Um, and I don't necessarily mean closer in terms of physical location, although there is that element too. I like being in my local community. But those who, you know, I have closer relationships with. Mm-hmm. Do you do you talk about this impact that you want to have and that you do have with your clients in conversation or? or oh yes, you, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. But certainly with clients, with um, people within my business network, people who I train with, it's part of conversation. And it's maybe just because I'm in, you know, most most of the people I'm surrounded by are are motivated by us by making a difference as well. So it is moving more into impact, and I think. There are more and more people looking at actual impact rather than simply success, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of financial measures. It's actually about something more. It is about that giving and con- contribution mm-hmm. that we can make. And I just see that we all have a role to contribute in one way or another. Absolutely. I, I love how you embrace that question. And when I asked you, you said, yes, absolutely, that you um, that you feel that way. So, um, yeah, that's great. Well, in the course of, of having, having a business and wanting to have an impact to make a difference, a lot of people get caught up in that and it can start to be something that really, uh, prevents us from, uh, taking great care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned working too many hours and before the call, you and I were talking about balance. Can you share a little bit about how your own self-care affects your ability to have impact and, and what aspects of your own practice are really most important to you? Yeah, sure. Um, well, to me, it, it again comes back to what can, what do we do for ourselves to put ourselves in the best place to be as happy, as healthy as we possibly can so that we can have the best interactions with those around us and have the greatest possible impact that we want to have, in a, and definitely in a positive way. For me in terms of, I mean, I know that I have, and it's one of the challenges, and I know I'm not the only one, that when you're doing something that you love and when you're driven to make a difference, Mm -hmm. it can be so easy to just get caught up in working and doing all these things that excite you because you see the impact. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, and that in itself can feed you and it just pulls you along again and, you know, even more. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's so important to look after ourselves so that we, we're always coming back to, but who am I? What impact do I want to have? Is, my, is, is where my business is going, is where people are asking me to go aligned with what I want in my heart? Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming back to the practices, what, oh, what I'm just loving at the moment, I live very near a beach in Scotland. Well, there's lots of be- big beaches, you know, within five minutes of my walk of my house mm. and so for me, what definitely energizes me is um, going out for a walk on the beach, you know, getting out into nature. 
being around people um, who I love and whose company I enjoy. You know, when I'm working too many hours, I wasn't allowing enough time for that. Um, and I think one of the things we talked about earlier was that that my business now has to fit around my my joyful personal life. <laughs> you know, I've taken up silver jewellery making and tennis and all these other things that now and yoga. And so business has to fit around that. I love that. You know, and I, I guess part of it is accepting we can't save the world. None of us can. It's about being clear on just focusing on the difference that we want to make, if that is one of the things that drives us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's great to hear that you're talking about your business fitting around the joyful life that you want to have. I, I recently did a session with a client, and we started our strategy, our business strategy session with, well, what does you, what do you want your life to look like? <laughs> and then, then let's look at your business because if you're creating something that is in direct conflict with the life you want to have, you just never be happy or satisfied and your business probably won't go well either. I totally agree. And yeah, there's so many people getting caught up in that. And I mean, I know I've been pulled in that direction sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the course of, of making the impact that you have, uh, have want to have or that you have had, have you run into obstacles or barriers or um and, and if you if you did and i'm sure the answer is yes but if you did <laughs> would you share with us what one of those was and how you were able to work through that and and still have the impact you wanted to have i i think it's really valuable for people to hear that yes everyone deals with problems or or an obstacle that comes up in their way and and the question really isn't then how do i avoid that it's what do I do in response? Yeah, no, absolutely. And no, I mean, I think um, be, being human, there have been plenty of obstacles and barriers put in the way. And that could be anything from, you know, health um, or other family commitments. Um, but actually, in the, in, in the scope of, of, of the business, if you like, I think one of my biggest challenges to overcome has been things like technology. I mean, I think I'm fairly technically savvy um but oh my god stepping out into the online model took was a whole other ball game <laughs> um and you know i went out with the approach of i do i've always had an approach of i'm just going to pay other people i've employed quite a few of the wrong people um and so that's been a challenge i i i'm somebody who takes corrective action fairly quickly mm -hmm. Um, and that maybe does having has maybe come from having managed people in the past. But if something isn't working out, I will take action. But it still doesn't, you know, it still doesn't stop. It hasn't stopped from making the, a few mistakes, um, and particularly ones where I've really relied on people to do something, and then you discover it's not worked out in the way that you want. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I would say that the biggest ongoing challenge in my business is definitely technology. <laughs> I, just wish, I don't know about you, I'd love to have an IT department. That's the thing, that's one of the I things. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, one of the most valuable things uh, my VAs do is to deal with the technical matters so I don't have to. So yeah, not, not a forte of mine either. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind, but even then a VA is not beside me. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> I just want someone to come round to my computer and sort it out sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Technology has been definitely, and I suppose if I'm honest, there's this, 
it's it's when things go really really well there's a little bit of self-sabotage that occasionally kicks in in terms of that fear of success Mm. you know can you talk a bit about that and how you see that popping up for you and and other people um yeah no because it's interesting because there's so many I do know a lot of people that talk about fear of failure and I I don't I think I seem to find myself in situations where I just try things I just jump into the pool instead of dipping my toes in sometimes so um I think I recognize that sometimes when things are going really well something will happen in my life which can just put a halt to things Hmm. all right and I think at some metaphysical level I've possibly attracted that in but also um, I think sometimes if I look back, there's been times when I have been able to use those situations as excuses for not pushing through my own barriers. Ah, and how have so, you been able to move past that? I just agree to do things. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that involve other people, you mean? Um, well, sometimes it does involve, if it feels aligned to me, then I just agree. And, you know, I'll never forget, there was a, there was a situation that happened, it must have been about three or four years ago now, where I was invited to New York by somebody who, in the personal, online personal development and healing world, it's, it's a fairly big name. And, you know, I'd been invited to this event um, that was with all their top affiliates. And I can remember being asked to go along to do fundraising for this film. We've, we've had a Hollywood produced film made of the work that we've done with the young people in Rwanda. Mm. And we were going along to raise funds. So we've been invited to go along to do, you know, to um, get the buy-in of quite a lot of these people um, for, for our fundraising activities. And I can remember at the time just going, oh my God, no, 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 I can't go, I can't go. And my friend who runs the charity said to me, but Alison, it's for the young people in Rwanda. And of course, <laughs> as soon as she said that, I went, I'm here. And so I mean, then I did and I went and I had an amazing weekend. And of course, you discover that everybody's just the same. And I knew that in my corporate world, I never had a, I've never had a problem speaking to anybody, no matter whether or not they're the highest person in the organization or the man in the street that's homeless. You know, I've never had that problem. But for some reason, something kicked in. Um, so I think now I'm just if I feel resistance, I'm much more, I explore what is behind that resistance a lot more. I use a technique called tapping and that can help to just um, get clear on what the resistance is and move through it so that I can then take better action moving forward. Yeah, that's great. It sounds like you have strategies in place so that you're not just skipping over uh, a response of resistance. You're, You're finding ways to explore it and understand it and that allows you to then take action. Is that a fair... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I see our body as, you know, our bodies are the most amazing feedback mechanisms. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever we're not feeling the way we want to feel, it's our body saying, will you please do something different? Mm -hmm. Whether or not that's give us, you know, have a drink of water or is it overcome, you know, is it clearing the mindset that's got in the way or clearing the emotional trigger? Whatever it is, it's a feedback mechanism. So I'm very, you know, I pay a lot of attention to how my body's feeling and tuning into my body. Mm. That's great. That is such a good tool. I I agree. That's a a wonderful way of getting an indicator that you can then respond to quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Are there, is there uh, advice or are there insights that you'd share with another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I have impact? How can I make a difference? Yeah, I think the first one definitely is to really connect into 
what you love, um, what you are naturally good at that you may not realize. So what is it that you do that just flows? What is it that people compliment you on, ask you to do or rave about that you th- that you actually think are just doing nothing? And get clear on what those particular gifts are because when we focus in on what those gifts are, we can then look at how we can use them more so we can have more impact, particularly if it's our core strengths or our skills or our talents that we can channel in, in that particular way. So that might be, the first bit is about, I suppose, really getting to know ourselves and then looking at how we can best utilize those skills and strengths so we can have impact in the world. And then if you have a business where you already maybe have that clarity, if it's around you know having social impact and maybe supporting social causes, it's actually asking yourself, well, you know, why? Why do you want to do that? What difference do you want to make? And let that guide you. And that that's a starting point. Because, for instance, if it's because, um, so if I give an example, when I first started getting involved with Rwanda, I had just come back from a training contract um, from, in India. And I knew I didn't want to be involved in this organization anymore because I just didn't, there was a clash of values. And I set the intention on the day that I left to find some kind of project where um, I could use my my skills because I'd always felt useless whenever I saw images of people going through war and, and natural disasters because I wasn't a doctor or a nurse or a, you know, a critical aid agency a member of staff. I wanted to travel and I wanted to help young people because I'd never had children of my own. So I knew I had three things I was looking for. And that then began to shape what came up. And of course, the very next day was when I got an an email in my inbox with this film about Rwanda. And that was when I reached out and and made contact about that. So connecting into your why is really important because we all have different personal motivators at different stages in our life. And once you know what those are, you'll be able to work out the solution. So somebody might want to support social causes, but right now have no time for that. Maybe they've got a young family or they're caring for other family members, but actually maybe they have the money. So making donations right now might be the best route, Mm -hmm. but then they might switch out of that at another time. So yeah, the advice would definitely be get to know your unique gifts and skills, but also think about if you do want to have social impact, ask yourself why, because and then let that begin to shape how you go forward with it. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Allison, for sharing everything you've talked about today. I I think it's wonderful how you're so consciously inviting business owners to be involved in social causes and to make contributions in various ways. It's it's really and it's been great to hear about your own journey with that and uh, your processes of asking resourceful questions. And um, yeah, so thank you for bringing all of that to the call today. Really appreciate you and the work that you do in the world. Um, Thank you very much. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. Sometimes we can forget we've got people listening in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so glad glad you've enjoyed it. Yeah, my pleasure. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? 
Yeah, probably through my website, which is alison.com. So that is A-L-I-S-O-U-N.com. Um, and I've got a range of different free ebooks and that kind of thing on the website. Or you could just email me at results, that's R-E-S-U-L-T-S at alison.com. Um, or, or just search for me on social media. I'm all over the place. <laughs> okay, Bit great. of a social media tart. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you again, Alison. It's been a real pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you very much. And thanks to everyone listening. So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. I thank everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.